Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and... Happy 4th of July. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining. Uh, tonight we have a great show lined up. We have the return of one of our previous guests, uh, Nicholas Snow. Um, you can find information about Nicholas at nicholassnow.com. And um, he just, he's coming on tonight to share some of his story again with us and then to talk about all the new projects uh, that he has going on, especially uh, the new song that he just released called The Power to Be Strong, which is now... I'm able to be uh, viewed on YouTube and at nicholassnow.com. Then you can also check it out on the Pazayam community. It's on the Pazayam radio show Facebook page. So um, you can go check out the video there, and we can download it off of iTunes, which um, we'll find out more information about the song and what it's all about when he actually comes on. I'm still waiting for my co-host to come on. (laughs) Hopefully he didn't get a little tipsy with the 4th of July coming on today and um, celebrating, but... Uh, once he comes on, we'll bring him on. But I do want to talk about this event that I'm going to tomorrow um, that I'm really excited about. I recently became a board member for the um, ADAPT Advocacy Association, uh, which is you know, a uh, nonprofit that helps you know, bring attention to the ADAPT waiting list for uh, the people who are HIV positive who are on the waiting list and not able to receive their, their life-saving medications. And it's a the real, um, for me, it's, it's something that's groundbreaking. I think it's only going to get bigger. So they're having an ADAPT crisis summit tomorrow um, in D.C., and it's actually uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so it's the 5th through the 7th. And I won't be speaking this year, but I will be down there and uh, getting a lot of information and hopefully um, blogging from the summit. So that should be interesting. So you're going to want to look for those videos. So let's see. Hey, Jeremy, happy 4th of July. Well, happy 4th of July to everybody. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. We were just, you know, talking a little bit about the summit that's coming up. Um, yes. Tomorrow, and um, you know, some of I, our I friends have, will be there. I have to tell you, I'm a little drunk. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> so if you disappear, I'll know. <laughs> July fourth. Gosh, damn it. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because the last time we had Nicholas Snow on, it was also it was July fifth. Of um, 2009, yeah, so it was right, almost a year ago exactly that we had him on. Because I just went through and listened to the show, and in the very beginning I said, happy July 4th. So it was kind of interesting that, you know, with all, everything that he has going on, now he could come back on. So that should be interesting. Uh, so what did you do today? Besides drink wine, which I saw that photo of Mark on Facebook. Yeah, Mark was, like, drinking all kinds of wine. And how about you? Were you... <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, I drank a little. I know. I'm so okay. sad. Well, get it together, sister. <laughs> I'm getting it together, sister. I'm here. So let's see. <laughs> let's see who's all here. Um, joining us in the chat room this evening, we have uh, Michael and Mark S. King, who was recently on the show. Uh, both of them and two of our guests. In. Yeah, well, I'm waiting here. I think I have Nicholas here, so I'm going to bring him on, and you try to figure yourself, uh, log in. He's actually calling. um, I'm excited because this time, last time we talked to him, he was in Palm Springs, and I believe this time he's actually in In Bangkok. Bangkok. So let's bring on Nicholas Snow. How are you? I'm good, and I am in Bangkok, where it's just after 8 a.m. on Monday morning. Well, good morning. Uh, okay, so so Nicholas, you do know re- you do realize that I'm like um like really trying hard not to go Bangkok or until setting where the city is setting, but the city is good. But it's, I I want to do the whole like chess song, but I can't. I, well, I think it's a great song and it's been famous for decades. So it, you, it you go and we'll and we'll go we'll applaud. You get up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, he remembers you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course Nicholas remembers me. 
Oh, that's funny. How could he not forget me? I am how could I for not? How could I not forget Jeremy Dunn? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and how can I not forget Nicholas Snow? Okay, so we have the mutual admiration down, and it's only the top that's of right. the show. So how's the weather there, first off, in, in Thailand? Is it really hot like it is here in the States? Actually, um, the hottest time of the year is around April. Right now, it's what is referred to as the rainy season. I just want to basically say on behalf of Thailand, it's still a wonderful place to visit. The value, The tourism dollar will get you further than... It generally does because they really want the tourists to come back after the recent civil unrest. But when you're living here in the city, it's a great place to be. And uh, it, it's just a city unlike no other. There's, there's a reason there was a song about it that was famous for decades and that people all over the world love it here. But right now it is the rainy season, and uh, it's been raining a lot. I, I have had the flu for a week, and this is... Ugh. The first day I'm able to actually just get out of bed. So I've been listening to the thunderstorms while I've been drinking my soup and having my rest. Well, that's good. So um, we've had you on before, and you shared a little bit about your story. And I know tonight we definitely want to talk about your awesome new song that you just released that's um, you know gone viral online everywhere, and it's in iTunes. But give us a little back history of... Um, about you, when were you diagnosed, um, um, and all that, you know, information just for the people who may not have heard the first interview that we had with you. Sure. Well, um, I I actually became HIV positive in August of 2007, and I I know when it happened because it happened as a result of the fact that I, I did not have safe sex, and there are very few incidences in my life where that is true, and within, uh, a couple weeks of that incident, I got a really terrible flu-like illness, which led me to a doctor, which led me to hear the words that I could have recent acute HIV infection. And um, I actually didn't go through with an HIV test until the following January, which would have been 2008. And... Um, in, in a fairly short order, I decided to devise a strategy to go public with my story because I didn't want other people to make the same mistakes that I made. And also, I've been living in Asia where there's such an invisibility of the issue here. So I ultimately had a press conference at the Foreign Correspondence Club of Thailand in October of 2008, that press conference is still available um, at actionequalslife.com in the video section. And I, I told my story, and I've been endeavoring to tell my story uh, in every way that I can since then. And I've reached a lot of people um, and keep doing it. Now, you were an activist. You were a gay activist beforehand, correct? before you became positive, um, or just yeah, an activist I, of life? Well, no, at times I was very much a gay activist. I graduated from Arizona State University in December of 1985, and the preceding couple of years there when I really cut my activist teeth, and my final semester I received six credit hours for doing uh, public speaking on lesbian and gay issues and on what we knew at the time to be uh, AIDS. And um, in the late 80s, I ended up being able to be one of the many people who were involved with the first National Coming Out Day. And in 1990, I was on the board of the Alliance for Gay and Lesbian Artists in the Entertainment Industry. It was known as AGLA, sort of a precursor to, to GLAAD. Um, it didn't actually morph into GLAAD, but it started doing a lot of the work that GLAAD picked up and carried on with. And um, then I ended up in the 90s having a TV show on cable in the L.A. area called Tinseltown's Queer, which I described as a Queen's version of Larry King. And uh, it was a live television show on many occasions, and sometimes it was pre-taped. And 
it was in the late 90s that my own reporting became a bit more mainstream because at least in the parts of the world where I was the the um there was room for that the the diehard activism was still a theme in terms of my own editorial coverage but I I I didn't really feel like an activist at that point I guess because I've been doing it all for quite a while it was kind of like in it was kind of just like in your DNA to be that outspoken, honest, upfront person who 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 wants to help people. I mean, you've done a lot. You've done the, tell us a little bit about the Action Equals Life dot com and what that is, so people can can check that out as well. Sure. When I when I went to tell my story, I never really wanted to do it. To the end goal wasn't to call attention to myself. I wanted to use my own story to be able to call attention to the issues and to people and to organizations that were that that are working in the fight against HIV AIDS in Asia. And I worked to build coalitions with people who could participate with me in the press conference and I wasn't quite wasn't very successful in doing that. So in the absence of having a place to point people I created the website actionequalslife.com and for people who've been around the HIV AIDS movement for a couple decades or more they're aware of that phrase as uh, one of the battle cries of act up the AIDS coalition to unleash power and they would say silence equals death and action equals life so I created actionequalslife.com which is a social network with um very similar to your, your social networks, and um, it has the focus of creating gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered civil rights and human rights, and also supporting HIV/AIDS awareness. And it's free for anyone to join and highlight their own uh, their own work, basically. There you go, and people can check that out at actionequalslife.com. Uh, yeah. J- Jeremy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm just making sure you're all right. <laughs> it got quiet. He's practicing. He's I, I practicing for I the song. I can't sign on for some reason. Oh, well, it's okay. Don't worry about it for now. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the other things that you um, you spoke about the last time that you were going to be in in a movie that was coming out. Uh, I want to say it was last year in 2009 around this time, and you said it was called Marine Two. Did that come out, and how did that go? The the movie did come out, and um, I'm in that movie. I'm what they call a featured extra, which means that uh, I'm basically a blip in the movie, but I'm a featured blip. And um, we sh- we shot it in Phuket in uh, December of November, December of oh not of oh eight of oh eight. This is oh nine. This is ten. Yes, in December. November, December of 08 is when we shot it, and it came out in December of 09, and it's been out uh, direct to DVD from Fox Home Entertainment, and it's about terrorists that take over a resort in a fictitious Asian country, and they hold hostages, and I am one of the hostages, and we were actually shooting those scenes um, at the exact same time the terrible massacre has happened in Mumbai. Um, when the terrorists attacked the resorts there. So that was a bit surreal. And um, that was fun. When I came back to Bangkok, uh, I think it was basically a year ago I was on your show, and I came back to Bangkok in late July, and I ended up um, starring in a film called Last Tango in Bangkok. And it's in post-production now. I'm not expecting that it will come out before another year or more because it's a very low budget operation and the director has to come up with the money to finish it but the principal photography is finished and that movie is about uh, a middle-aged gay guy who falls off the wagon and gets involved in a murderous love triangle with a young American backpacker and an older Thai guy not you (laughs) me yes not you me, yes. <laughs> yes. That's funny. We have a, a question out of the chat room from uh, Mark S. King. He says, uh, 
How did Nicholas feel um, when testing positive so late in the game after being a gay activist? Was there shame or guilt? When, he, when you tell your story, how do you explain your own actions? Well, that's an excellent question. And the reason that I tell my story is because I want people to look at, their, look at themselves the way that, that I am. And I like to, as much as I can, understand the influences that went into my own testing positive and becoming positive. And after, after I became positive, but before I had confirmed it, I found out that someone I knew in my own life and I had known for quite a while had also become positive in recent years, but had not shared that information. And... Uh, I respect the right for a person to disclose when, if, and how they choose, but I kept wondering if I had known a story like his, the story of someone that had converted late in the game with the knowledge to protect themselves, would it have impacted my behavior at all? And that's one of the things that's inspired me to tell my story. But basically, there, there are four things that were contributing to the fact that I, uh, that I, became, that I had unsafe sex. One of them was that I was depressed at the time, not really aware how depressed, and not taking as good care of myself as usual. One is that I had a false sense of security about remaining HIV negative so far into the epidemic. The other was I was with someone who said and believed he was HIV negative. And finally, I didn't know that in Bangkok, uh, one out of three or three out of 10 MSM, men who have sex with men are HIV positive. And none of those are good reasons to not use a condom, but they are human reasons. So, um, yes, I did feel guilty. I felt ashamed. I felt stupid. I felt ridiculous. There's all kinds of things that I felt. But um, I ultimately decided to accept to accept myself, and you know, in Asia they have they have something that's called saving face, and you know, you know, you never want to make yourself wrong or others wrong, and but so basically, from the part of the world where saving face is paramount, I've been spending every day of my life talking about my biggest mistake to empower others. So, um, I I think I'm addressing everything in Mark's question, but. Um, yeah. One of the other uh, topics he brings up is um, Mark himself is a big advocate in lifting up HIV-negative gay men. Uh, in other words, giving them more credit for staying negative. Do you thought maybe that if you had more support for remaining negative, it may have helped you remain negative? Yeah, I think so. That's, that, that's sort of what I was alluding to. And I think that a lot of the programs that are actually designed to reach people aren't and that if we took it upon ourselves to reach the people and didn't wait for the program to do it, that we could make a big difference. And within days of testing positive, I created semi-anonymous profiles online, and I've really, I've really, as a result of people who have viewed my profiles, have reached over 10,000 people in that way alone. But um, I'm contacted all the time by, by people who... Uh, don't know what their status is anymore or people who have recently tested positive or people that simply just have questions about safer sex. Um, and, uh, yes, I think that it's a good idea for all of us to take it upon ourselves to be a part of the solution. And, you know, everyone, everyone is saying that one of the reasons that people have unsafe sex it's because they realize that they think that they can just take a pill and everything will be all right. But let me tell you, when you start putting those sorts of chemicals in your body once or twice a day for the rest of your life, that can have, uh, that can have side effects and long-term toxicity and all sorts of issues, which I know, Robert, you're on medicine now, and I'm about to start, so you are probably a bit well-versed. Also, there there was this thought that in, in the United States, at least, that there were always be programs to give people medicine, 
And now we're seeing people on waiting lists for their life-saving HIV-AIDS drugs. So, um, and if you just look at it at the simple human level of illness, no one wants to be sick. And having had the flu for the last week, I realize I'm the biggest wuss there is when it comes to being sick. I don't want to be sick. I want to be healthy. Were you a big baby, Nick? Yes, I was. <laughs> I was a big baby. <laughs> you were a big baby. And so what did you do? So so did you, like, say, take care of me? Well, I have I live alone here in Bangkok. So the last week when I've had the flu, I have a, a neighbor upstairs who would bring me food every day. What little Aww. I could eat. Yeah, so that was nice. I mean, I I I I literally could barely walk across the room. That's lovely. I was nervous because um I my CD4 count has dropped uh a, more quickly than I would like in recent months, and I've been looking at starting meds uh, still in the period at which they would determine would be early, but as I was laying here in the flu, I was wondering to myself, did I wait too late? Did my CD4 plunge? Have I all of a sudden, do I do I have some sort of opportunistic infection? <laughs> I mean, those were the sorts of thoughts that um, went through my head, and I... I am looking forward to starting my meds because I don't ever want to be sick. And so I want to do what the science is telling me to do, and that is to get on my meds. Well, that's good. Yeah, starting meds is always a good thing. I, I'm sorry. I, I do have to apologize because there are fireworks and all kinds of things going on behind me, so... Yeah, I think well, they're everywhere. That's because this is your life, you know. It is. What's up to Exactly. People are, like, so, setting off all kinds of bombs. That's funny. Is your dog all hiding, too, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mark. He's got her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Nicholas, one of the things you were talking about earlier was how, you know, the, the ADAPT waiting list here in America is just reaching over 2,000. And I'm, my question to you is, how is it in Thailand? Is there AIDS drug assistance programs over there to help people? Are people getting tested and, and starting meds right away? Like, how is it different from over here in America? Well, this is, um, this is a good question, and it also ties into my latest project, the song, of course, The Power to right. Be Strong. When I was, uh, when I was in the, the States a year ago, the reason I had gone back to the States is my mom had died unexpectedly. And um, one of the reasons I came back to Thailand instead of just staying in the U.S. was because everything was in motion for me to produce the power to be strong, which is an, which is an HIV testing, safer sex awareness anthem. And I just that was a, a vision I had. I wanted to follow through with it. I had done a lot of the groundwork. I had written the song. So I came back and uh, produced the song, um, which is now out in uh, as a single, and it's the, the music video exists in a, a few different forms. But what I'm, what I'm extremely excited about is that at a press conference on July 15th at at the Thai Red Cross AIDS Research Center, we will announce that I'm becoming a brand ambassador in Thailand for HIV testing and safer sex. And my music video, the sub subtitled in Thai, will be a cornerstone of the public awareness campaign, and that later on in the year, one of the famous Thai recording artists will record a Thai version of the song, and um, both versions of the song will be performed at a candlelight ceremony on December 1st, World AIDS Day. At, Congratulations. Uh, uh, thank you. At an annual event that's presided over by Her Royal Highness Princess Som Sawali. And, oh, wow. Um, uh, so th the reason I've actually worked so hard to call to tell my story in Thailand is because there there is a lot of invisibility of the issue in Thailand, and while the, the health care is available and there are ways for people to qualify for their medicine, 
what is happening in Thailand is people are going in when they're ill. They're, they're not doing voluntary counseling and testing. They're actually ending up getting tested when they're already sick. So the whole sort of battle call of the song, get tested and live longer and be strong, is is paramount. Um, one of the things they did in Thailand is, I don't know the technical term, but they basically overturned the drug patents so they can sell the generic medicine at very affordable prices for the local population. So the first round of medicine that I would be taking, the, the uh, I think it's two pills once a day. I'm not exactly sure yet, but nevertheless, that medicine in the Thailand would cost me around $100 a month, and in the U.S. it would cost over $2,000 for the same medication. Mm. Wow. And I think I think that's with insurance. It's over $2,000 in the U.S. I'm not sure. But the, the health care does exist in Thailand, but there's lots of stigma and um, it's important to inspire people to go have tests and to mainstream the conversation about HIV testing. So that's what I'm in, endeavoring to do. And then the other, the other breaking news was that my music video premiered in April with Hindi subtitles and um, at the Kashish Mumbai International Queer Film Festival. And uh, because of the the different people that have come to know about the song, because of that, um, a goodwill ambassador in India, his name is Sir Merhanash Shroff, um, he is helping to coordinate the effort for some of India's biggest stars or uh, um, and, and important singers to record the song in, in many of the different languages that are that are spoken widely. In India. Oh, that's terrific. And that's so really that, awesome. That that is that is just terrific. So you've gotten um, basically a really great, you know, um, what do you call reaction from the song? Um, yeah, you know, it's not a it's not a bestseller, but it's was never designed. It's not. I mean, if it earns money, any money it earns would get put back into the campaign. But it's not designed to make money. It's designed to raise awareness. And it's designed for for me to use as a calling card to raise all these issues. So I feel like, in a sense, I have, I, I had a baby, you know, in the, in the context of the song because it's something that will – outlive me, you know, and just keep going on and on. I plan on being around for a few more decades. Thank you. But I do uh, I do feel, feel great that there's this something that I've created because, you know, that keeps working. Like, for example, every single one of your, telev- your radio shows that's in archives is being listened to time and time again, and it's a, it's a legacy. It's a legacy right. that keeps helping other people, and and that is that is comforting. That's great because you know what a lot of people do find comfort in music. So to have a song out there that really touches you, especially if you're listening to the words, and it's amazing. I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to put the song on now for us to listen, and um, and when we come back, you know, we can take callers. People can reach us here at three four seven two one five nine four four two. You can uh, enter your questions in the chat room or on our Facebook fan page. Um, but we're going to come back and we're going to find out how you are able to manage all these hats, Nicholas, because you do everything. I mean, you're an actor, you're a writer, uh, a songwriter, you're a journalist, you're a singer, you're an activist. I mean, you've got a lot of hats. So when we come back, we'll take questions from people calling in, and we'll have you answer that question. So here it is, uh, The Power to Be Strong by Nicholas Thank you. 
And there you have it. You guys back with me now? Yes. I'm here. Okay, I'm here. good. Somehow we got disconnected, so I apologize because I got wiped off too. But the song kept playing, so people heard it. So I was excited. At least I didn't know if it stopped or started or what, but it was really confusing. So I apologize that you had to call back in, the course. No oh, problem. that's okay. And if I get disconnected again, I'll call back. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm sitting there talking, and you're not answering me, both of you. And I'm like, what do I do? All right, so good. We're back. So you guys give us a call here at the show. Here's 347-215-9442. Nicholas can take your questions, make a comment about the great song, The Power to Be Sung, that we just heard here. And people can find this on iTunes, correct, Nicholas? Yes, it's on iTunes, or if they just simply want to uh, watch the music video, Actually, I'm, I'm promoting the Facebook fan page. It's facebook.com slash the power to be strong. Um, it's on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash the power to be strong. But I'm finding that it's much easier for people to share videos with each other on Facebook. So, Yeah, it is. It's actually on the Pop I Am Radio page, too. I just posted, put that up before oh, the show started. That's great. That's great. And the Hindi subtitled version of the song is up. Um, on July 15th, the Thai subtitled version of the music video will premiere. I do want to acknowledge uh, Bruno Brugnano, who's one of Thailand's leading music producers, for his work. And also, O Nathapan is a leading Thai film director who does a tremendous amount of work in the UK and elsewhere. And he directed the music video. And uh, I had an angel donor out of the UK, Dr. David Lake, who... who donated approximately $3,500 to uh, make the video happen. And uh, it's been a, a team effort by a lot of people to, to, to do all this. And you mentioned all the hats that I wear. Well, I work with a lot of great people, and that's one of the things that allows me to do these different sorts of things. Yeah, having that support must be, uh, you know, you know, uh, good to have behind you, you know, to help you with things like that. So it's great that you have support, and you're doing great things, so why wouldn't you have the support? I mean, it's really important that people get to hear this song because it's such a wonderful message. Well, I've been volunteering basically for the last two years on the different aspects of this project, and and here and there I'll earn a little money that I'll put into to funding my life, and my dad, bless his heart, has helped me out a bit in the last year because of the death of my mom and those issues. Um, so uh, one of the things I'm hoping will happening happen in the next week or so as a result of the expansion of the campaign in Thailand is that I think I might be getting a grant to cover some of my time for the rest of the year, which will eliminate that constant struggle about, oh, well, how am I, how am I going to feed myself tomorrow? And um, as much as I do like being uh, of service, I also need to r realize that I have to keep my stress low as a person living with HIV and that having simple answers to questions like how do I keep a roof over my head, those, those answers need to be in place. So I'm trying to get smarter uh, as I as I do this work and allow uh, allow more support to come in, but ultimately I think that there's there are things we're all meant to do and that we have a great passion to do and that regardless of what is going on we find some way to do them and and that that is a common experience of people like you who do this work and people like me. Well, you know, it's been a year since uh, we last talked to you, and you've done so much, you know, with the song, and then you talked about the movie. One of the other things you talked about in the last interview um, was the conference that you were going to attend in Bali. Yes, I did go to the Ninth International Conference on AIDS in Asia and the Pacific in Bali. And how was it? And it was a, a fascinating experience. Um, I uh, I had a, a really exciting moment, and... Um, I, I was being escorted with someone else to a, a meeting that had been moved. So I introduced myself to this guy. I said, I'm, I'm Nicholas. He goes, Nicholas Snow? I said, yes. He says, oh, I'm a member of Action Equals Life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So that was fun to just meet someone out of the blue for the first time in Bali and to have them have already a member of ActionEqualsLife.com. Um, it was great to meet people from all over the region who are doing this work. And uh, it was a bit stressful getting there, and, and I never really knew throughout that whole trip how I was going to keep funding myself there. I was like, talk about eat, pray, love. I was like really on my own taking risk adventure in Bali. But um, it was it was good. I, I put a lot of time and energy to m- making it to Bali, and I did. And I m- met interesting people from different parts of the world, many of whom I interviewed for my column or my website or both. I'm a bit disappointed that I'm not able to go to the World AIDS Conference later this month. I think that would be great, but I exhausted every effort I could uh, take to get a scholarship, and I don't have a way of funding myself. So that will go on. That will go on without me. But um, yeah, that was my problem too. I tried to apply for a scholarship, and I was told since we were kind of out of the continent, um, that it would be harder for me to get, you know, because we're coming from the U.S. instead of somewhere over in Europe where it's being held. So, I mean, I guess that kind of took us down. I know one of the guys who was in here earlier who was asking the question, Mark S. King, actually is going. He blogs for thebody.com, and he's getting sent over there um, and reporting for thebody.com, which is kind of interesting. So at least I know I'll be able to get some sort of um, information of what was going on there through his blog which is always interesting. Are you still doing your Action Equals Life series? Um, yeah, periodically I'll do a, a, a video interview uh, that I put up on the website. Um, uh, it's just ongoing. Later today later today, I'm going to shoot a video at a, a training for UNESCO, which is one of the uh, UN organizations, and uh, – They've asked me to, to to come do a talk on social networking, and um, the talk is really tomorrow. But today I'm going to join them during their lunch session, and I'm going to shoot a little video uh, just to, to show them how easy it is to shoot some video for the web. So I'll shoot it today, and I'll put it up on uh, the website. And tomorrow I'll use it as an example in the class um, about the use of video as a as a social networking and activism tool, and the people who I shoot are people who are are working for UNESCO in one way or another in the region. So that's my next planned piece of video. How has the people of Thailand taken to you? You know, this white man being the the face of HIV in Thailand. How has that how has that been accepted? Well, I think that that's uh, that um it's been an uphill an uphill battle in many regards, but I'm I think I'm turning a huge corner because it was on June 2nd that I met with the the director of the Thai Red Cross AIDS Research Center and he completely got it. He just completely understood why why what I was bringing to the table was very important. I basically said, okay, I'll be the brand ambassador for HIV testing and safer sex in Thailand. And as a key component of the campaign, we'll use this music video with Thai subtitles. And later on in the year, one of the famous Thai recording artists will record the song in Thai. We have this, we have this, we have this. And um, so uh, to have, to really participate with this, the, the Thai Red Cross will give vast credibility to my efforts and, frankly, make make them much more beneficial to a lot more people. So I'm excited about that, very excited. What do you have coming up? Anything um, in the near future? Any uh, speaking engagements or anywhere that you plan on being where people can maybe meet up with you? Well, I'm very accessible online. Um for people that want to connect with me personally, but I uh, the the primary thing I've been working on is to make sure everything is ready for the official launch of the Thai campaign on July 15th, 
and so I've been working diligently on that. Um, the the rough the rough draft of the Thai subtitled version of the music video is done. It's being reviewed by key people to make sure that we've nailed it in terms of the translation of the lyrics. And um, I have uh, other related meetings to that launch on the 15th. But other than that, um, I don't have anything uh, anything specifically booked other than I just keep forwarding the whole project. I'm hoping that as the song continues to gain momentum that I perhaps will get invitation, invitations to go here and there. And I know that the, the very gracious Goodwill Ambassador in India is is working to really champion the song there. So I'm guessing, Robert, that as time progresses, I'll be traveling a bit more. That's always fun. I, I, yeah, I think. I would like to spend more time in the U.S., really, but... It's quite, ex- you know, it's quite expensive relative to Thailand. Um, for example, I, I live in a small studio apartment that costs less than $300 a month. Wow. Well, that's cheap. <laughs> in Thailand. So having, yeah. a, a, having a fairly low overhead is one of the things that's helped me really stay focused on these passions. So Nicholas, I, I just wanna I just want to apologize for dropping off earlier. I, I do apologize. I got a little sick, but I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I brought but, everybody back, yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> I can throw up, I can puke, I can do all those things and then come back to the show. <laughs> well I That's because we're I've not in person. A- Yes, that's right. I've been in bed for a, I've been in bed for a week with the flu. This is the first day I will, I will be getting up and going out and about. So, oh my gosh, you poor thing, you poor thing. So, what have you done since the last time we spoke? Well, I um, I was very immersed in the song, and now that it's out, mm-hmm. I'm working to expand it. And uh, I have had a few acting jobs and auditions. And the, one of the things I'm most excited about is um, I lost about 40 pounds since February 1st. Yes, through, I saw that in the video. Yeah, through uh, yeah in the video I still am heavy, actually. I've lost – in the video I still have the weight on, and it's since then that I lost the weight. Um, but I was uh, – rather porky, um, I say, lovingly of myself. But um, I've really made going to the gym and eating well a, a, a top priority. And I, I dropped from like 250 pounds to 218 pounds about now. Way to go, Nicholas. Way to go. And, yeah, it feels really good. And uh, uh, I want to slap some people around me who tell me not to lose any more weight because I'm not doing this for vanity. I'm doing this for health. And my 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 weight loss goal is at the high end of most medical charts for my height and weight, my height and age. So I still have a, another 10 or 20 pounds to go. But that feels very good to just have made, uh, made the exercise and the eating well a eating well a priority i also i don't exercise to exercise i really i use the elliptical machine by the window that looks over lumpini park which is which is thailand's answer to central park and i do this sort of meditation for an hour while i exercise so for me it's primarily a meditation and secondarily i am exercising during it and and that has been um very good on many different levels, emotionally, physically, spiritually, to have in, endeavored in that regime and also been so, somewhat successful. Well, that's awesome the way you're doing that. Well, you're Mr. Soccer, Josh, or actually, in, 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 they would say football here. Yeah. But uh, you, you're, you're the Mr. Jock. I think you have us all beat in that department, Robert. I try. I try. 
<laughs> you know, one of the things that you were talking about earlier is how you're getting ready and you're debating on starting meds and that, you know, your doctor, I think you said, um, thought it was a good time for you to start. Are you having any of those, like, pre-med thoughts, like, you know, what about side effects? Are you scared? Like, what are your thoughts about starting meds since you're thinking about it now? Well, I am, I am scared, but I also hated being sick in bed this past week. And I know that the ultimate goal of meds is to keep me from having AIDS-related illnesses. And uh, so it, it makes the concept of putting up with side effects of medication um, much, much more plausible because I would rather have some side effects to put up with if I do have side effects than to be at risk for some major you know, catastrophic illness that uh, that would come along if I weren't on meds. So I have a little bit more perspective, I think. And uh, I also, you know, I try to live in the present. So I do have some fear, and uh, <clears throat> I am, I I am, I have my own share of vanity, and I don't necessarily want my my body features to change dramatically over years, which they could depending upon, you know, the medication I end up on. And, you know, so, yes, there are lots of, um, lots of thoughts running through my head, but um, I'm just trying to live in the present and also look to people that have been there before me who are doing just fine. So. That makes total sense. Here's a question I just got um, uh, tweeted to us. And the question says, "What you're so involved with um, advocacy and HIV and AIDS with the song and all that, what do you do in your time to just relax? Well, I enjoy going to the gym, as I mentioned. Um, there's a 24-hour uh, gay coffee house in uh, the Siloam neighborhood of Bangkok, which is sort of like a, a gay neighborhood or also a tourist neighborhood. I like to take my computer there and do a lot of my of my work while I'm there. Um, there is a there's a nice little uh, beach community about a two hour bus ride from Bangkok that I like to go to and relax. And um, I enjoy going to movies and going out to eat. Uh, I really, I need to do more. I need to have more friendships in my life, and I need to do more socializing. Um, I, uh, I'm, I haven't given up on, you know, dating and romance, and uh, uh, still would like to meet Mr. Wright, but um, I'm not like out desperately searching for that. Well, just, since you since you came out in such a big way over in Thailand with the um, the conference and all that, how is it when you're dating? Um, you know, and you're going out and meeting people, are you having issues finding people because you you know kind of disclosed on such a, a high level than 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 you know somebody else would? Yeah, I think I I frankly think I'll have better luck dating outside of Thailand <laughs> um, because uh, because. Uh, I am so visible, and there's lots of stigma. There's lots of stigma in Thailand against people with HIV, and um, and so if you're dating someone that's more and more a celebrity, and and they're known to be HIV positive, i.e. me, then people are, will just automatically assume about someone that I was dating that they they might also be positive, which which isn't necessarily going to be true. And uh yeah, I think that I think that on a smaller scale it's been a challenge, but I also believe that in doing this work that I'll ultimately be connecting to people all over the world that um are excited about what I do in the world and they don't have issues about being known to be my friend or more. So um I think that this that following my community service passion will bring me more fulfilling friendships and relationships over time. That's my hope. 
So um, out of all the hats that you do wear, which what is your favorite thing to do? Is it act? Is it share your story? Is it write songs? Is it sing? What is your favorite thing to do? Um, if I could pick uh, of everything that I do, if I could pick the one that was the most lucrative and paid me well, it would be the acting. And uh, I would do everything else on the side. But if I had to pick of, of everything that I do that could be my bread and butter over time, um, I would choose the acting to, to really develop and take off. Um, but right right behind that would be the, the singing. But I'm looking, I've been approaching the singing not so much as having a, a career as a recording artist, but more 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 so the way that someone would prepare a special song to sing at church on Sunday, you know. Um, I I really have approached the music as a way of um, of reaching and touching and transforming people's lives. Um, I I ultimately find my mission my mission statement my personal mission statement is to honor and express my creativity in a way that makes a difference for others. So if, if I'm doing that from day to day, I'm very happy. But uh, I would I would have to pick the acting followed by the singing if I among all of these things, which continue to give me a a platform to do the rest. That's right. That's right, Nicholas. Now, where um, can people find you um, besides going to nicholasnow.com or going to Action Equals Life? Uh, you're on Facebook, right? You're on Twitter. What are your? Uh, what, where? How can they find you on those places? Because we're winding down to the last couple minutes. Um, I I would uh, encourage people to go to facebook.com/slash the power to be strong to be fans of the song, and I'm on Facebook personally, uh, facebook.com. Slash Nicholas dot Snow. Nicholas dot Snow is my designated Facebook uh, address. And are you also you said on Twitter? Um, yes, uh, uh, Twitter is um, Twitter dot com. Powered to be strong. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Twitter dot com slash Powered to be strong. There we go. All right. Well, Nicholas, thank you so much for hanging out with us for the hour. Through the thank sickness you for having and, me. And fun times. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for, for, yeah, thanks for your hard work, and thanks for showcasing the song. I really appreciate it. Oh, we were glad to have you on, and you enjoy the rest of your day. It's the morning now. Thank you. Yes, okay, you're happy welcome. Good night. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th thank of July, you. everybody. Okay. So then you can find more information on our guest, Nicholas Snow, at nicholassnow.com. You can uh, search on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, he's all over. You can find information. Just Google his name as well. So, Jeremy, how are you making out today? Are you doing um, okay with the rest of the show? I'm doing okay with great. Yes, I got sick in the middle of the show. I can't believe I did that. Uh, it's okay. It happens. <laughs> we drank a lot last putting, night. so I'm putting, on, putting you on mute going, Bleh. And poor Mark, he's like, are you okay? I said, I think I'm fine. Oh, good. Like I said, good thing it's not face-to-face. So the good thing is, is I will be reporting um, and doing some blogs from the the ADAP Crisis Summit tomorrow um, and through Wednesday, so people can check that out. Jeremy, I know you just posted a blog. People can find you where? Yes, PositivelySpeaking.com. It's P-O-Z-I-V-L-Y. My God, I think somebody's like blowing something up outside. That's funny. So you guys buy some information on uh, the radio show, past guests that we've had on, and some upcoming uh, shows that we have uh, next week. Uh, Jack will be joining me, and hopefully he won't be drunk. (laughs) And we'll be speaking with... um, I'm just like not well. Yeah, we'll be speaking with uh, American Idol finalist uh, Kimberly Locke that can join us next week. And have a great 4th of July, and um, see you guys uh, next week. Have a great one. Thanks, guys, everybody. Thanks, guys, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye.